Welcome to the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan, and this podcast is all about helping men to become unstuck in their lives and inspire and encourage them to move forward towards a life of strength, confidence, and inner fulfillment. So without further ado, here is today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Warrior podcast. Today, I have Rain Fellman from The Path to Manliness with me today. Rain, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Gavin. Thanks for having me on the show. How are you doing today? Yeah, again, Rain is someone I've come across on Instagram, on on Twitter, and his content is highly relevant and super, super important for the day and age that we're in at the moment. Uh, a lot of guys uh, have lost their way. There's uh, a lack of a path to manliness at the moment. You think you'd agree, yeah. Ryan? No, I completely agree. Um, you know, not only is there like a lack of a path to manliness, there is um, there's a path to decadence where people seem to be celebrating being lazy being you know a video game fan nothing wrong with that but people are embracing all these bad habits instead of all the good habits that really lead to a better life Mm -hmm. yeah and you believe that that is what the path to manliness constitutes it's actually instilling those better habits or or what do you believe constitutes the path to manliness as such yeah, so we become, you know, the routines that we do. Whatever our habits are, that's who we become. And you know, in my experience, what's what's really helped me out in my life has been going through struggle. And most people are very resilient to struggle. They see something hard and they don't want to do it. They start working out and the end they start hurting. They're like, oh, I've, I've worked out too hard. I need to stop. And, and it's like, no, you you know, you eat all the time and you don't stop when you're done, you know, you're satisfied and you're full, you keep going, right? I think you can keep going through your workouts too. Um, and that's, that's a big takeaway, not just from gym, but for everything. Like most people are holding themselves back. They're, they're doing the bare minimum and just trying to get by. And I think that's okay for some people, but most, most guys, most people, they want more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, in terms of your own journey and life, to reach the path to mm-hmm. manliness in your perspective and in, in, in your uh, in your life right now what what kind of brought you about to get to this point in your life right so, so i mean i was living you know a pretty good life i was working the nine to five i was doing pretty well in that i had everything i was supposed to want right i had the car I had the nice house um i was a little overweight but you know life was good but I wasn't working on my five to nine. So after I get home from work, I would either play video games, I'd watch Netflix or, you know, drink beer and watch football. But that was kind of all I did. I didn't really have much else going for me. So uh, as I got older, I got married and that (laughs) married the wrong girl. That turned out to be a mistake. Went through a divorce. And um, even though even though she was more to blame than I was, uh, I kind of looked at it as a chance for some introspection. And I saw that I let myself get down to this, this path that I wasn't happy with. And I started to reevaluate everything. So I felt completely lost in where I was going in life. And I just, I started tweaking little things. I started changing things. I started waking up way earlier than I had to. And I would you know take my dog for a walk or a run just about every morning. Mm-hmm. And like just that one little change was huge, you know, waking yeah. up on my own terms instead of waking up when someone's calling me or waking up for the alarm to go to work. But to be able to wake up and actually do what you want to do first thing, it makes you feel like you're in control of your life. And when you're going through a divorce, being able to feel like you're in control is, you know, it's like a treat. <laughs> you know, you don't really get it to feel that way. Um, so I started doing that. I started going back to the gym a lot more um, seriously, and uh, 
I, I, I took my workouts differently. I used to work out where it's like, all right, I just want to go to the gym. I want to be there for 45 minutes or an hour or whatever and, and get my workout in. And that was kind of all I thought about. I was trying to keep the weight off. Now, when I go to the gym, I go for a purpose. I'm there to train. I'm not just working out. Um, this this coming up weekend, I got a, it's not a Spartan race, but it's it's that kind of a deal. It's like an obstacle course race. And me and like seven other friends are going to go and we're going to go run through the woods for, I don't know, about three to six miles somewhere in there. And uh, there's going to be obstacles and all sorts of stuff. And, and it's going to be fun. And I, I know I got other people coming that are going to be there with me. So like, I want to do well. So I, I have to train to be like ready for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It gives you a purpose to train. Yeah. I think that's, it gives you a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have a purpose, you suddenly, you look at it completely differently. Right. So normally guys are like, Oh, I can skip the gym today. It's okay. I'll go tomorrow. But now it's like, no, I, I got to work out Monday. I got to work out Tuesday. Wednesday, I might go for a run. Thursday, maybe I'll just go for a walk or something. Then Friday, I can take it off. And then I got the race on Saturday. Like, it's there's no time and there's no way you can make an excuse to skip the workouts now. Yeah. You've got a reason to work out. You've got a reason to train. You've got a reason to get up early in the mornings. I think that's that is one of the big things that's lacking at the moment, or one of the big uh, issues is, is a lack of purpose or a lack of a reason uh, for a lot of guys at the moment. You know, why would it go to the gym? Why would it work out? Why would it get up earlier? Like, you know, they don't ask themselves those yeah. necessary yeah. questions to, to give them the, the answers that are needed to actually initiate some progress in their lives. And, you know, I think that's one thing that's massively lacking. Uh, and again, it's, it's not that it's, it's not that they're exactly ignoring the questions. I feel maybe it's, there's just too much distraction. There's too much comfort. There's too much, uh, there's too much other avenues and areas veering them away from from these questions and answers and ultimately veering them away from the path they need to be on towards strength fulfillment resilience and i'm sure you can relate to that you know going back to your oh absolutely yeah the, yeah the, absolutely i mean I, I still struggle with it there's there's constant distractions you know there, there's days where i wake up and uh you know i think like well i i could go for that run but it's kind of hot today yeah, there's always a, you can always make an excuse like maybe I'll just hang out inside and I'll play games or yeah. spend time with the family and stuff. But you know, you start making one excuse, it becomes a slippery slope. And like you said, most people don't have a reason to work out; they don't have that purpose. And that purpose, I think, is the big driving factor to make sure you actually stay consistent. Mm -hmm. So for yourself, I know you're going through a divorce at the time, and maybe the divorce was a was a catalyst to the change, but was there a deeper reason or deeper meaning behind your purpose in terms of, okay, I need to do this. And why, why did you need to do it? You could have just easily, you know, sat there and dwelled on what you've lost or dwelled on the breakup of the relationship or whatever it was. And, you know, felt sorry for yourself and play video games. So what kind of made you decide differently? <laughs> Uh, the divorce is finalized, thank God. So I'm, I'm all good there. Um, it's been over for, um, gosh, a few years now, I guess. Um, three years, probably. Anyway, um, yeah, so I could have felt sorry for myself, and, and I did. I mean, there was, there was a couple of days where I just kind of didn't know how to go through it, and then um, I was getting angry a lot. So my go-to after being like a about something i couldn't control as i go to the gym but like while i was going through this process it was a divorce is such a challenging thing that uh, you, you can't go to the gym every time you get angry like, you're, you're just not going to work out that much yeah so my uh lawyer's assistant mentioned you should start writing in a journal and i kind of scoffed at the idea um i was like a journal like what like, like a diary like what girls do I'm like no nah, that's that's not for me she goes we well, should give it a shot i'm like okay I'll, I'll try it out. And um, I started writing. And at first it was more like venting where I was just getting stuff off my, my mind. And uh, even that had like a purpose to it. It's like, I used to get so frustrated about all this stuff. There's too much going on in my head. And once I wrote it down on paper, it's like, all right, I can stop worrying about that. If I really need to think about it, it's all written down there. And that was a, a shockingly healthy experience. And then 
the more I started writing and I started to kind of figure out a flow of how to do it. Cause the guys always ask me all the time, like, how do you start writing? And I'm like, you're overthinking it, man. Like you don't need to have like a perfect, you know, well-written essay on every journal. I mean, if you got a thought, just throw it down there. It doesn't have to be perfect grammar. You don't have to spell things right. Just get the ideas down there. If you want to make it pretty, that's fine. But you know, I tell guys when they're first starting out, I'm like, just write down three things you did today. And like, why well, didn't do anything today? I'm like, well, that's kind of depressing, isn't it? Like, that's your first, you know, lesson for writing, right? Now you don't, you didn't do anything today. What are you gonna do tomorrow? What are you gonna write about tomorrow? You gotta do something, right? So by by writing these three things out, it, it motivates you to go out and do something. It's like, all right, I'm gonna stay in and play video games. You look at your journal. It's like, oh, I did that yesterday. Maybe I should take the dog to the park. Let's go for a walk. That might be a little bit more interesting. Um, and, and as I started writing more, I, I started to kind of, I, I got a better sense of myself. And when you ask about this greater purpose, um, the big greater purpose that's really been motivating me lately, two things. One, it's, you know, I got kids and I want them to be motivated, inspired. I, I want them to have someone to look up to. Then the other thing is when I was younger, when I was like in my early 20s, I remember going online looking for guys like you and guys like me. A lot of men that were like marketing or catering to the self-development for men. There was a lot of like pickup artist stuff. And there was there were some other guys that were kind of in the game, but it, they were hard to find. They were few and far between. So I felt like there was a void. I don't know if I still feel that way, but I'm in now. Um, and I just, I wanted to provide a resource for other men. I'm like, hey, these are some of the questions that I had growing up. These are some of the problems that I went through and this is how I dealt with it. You know, is this the perfect answer? I don't know, but this this is what worked for me. And uh, I, I just want people to have the ability to seek uh, answers to all these questions he has. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you spend all these years going through school and, and learning how to make a living and all this stuff. And then you get older and you realize you don't know the best way to live. Yeah. That's the sad fact, isn't it? It's, we're not, uh, we're not trained, trained to live or, uh, we're conditioned to, uh, fit into society and, you know, you know, do your nine to five and get married, have kids, but hang on a second. There's a whole other void here. There's a whole other area of your life that you're not paying attention to. And it's, and it's you. It's just what you want. It's it's yeah. what fills you, and yeah, we're programmed into. Uh, I think we're programmed into trying to, as I said, fit in more so than uh, try to find our own way in life. And there we get lost in all the, uh, as I said, the distractions and the unhappiness and the uh, discontent that that comes with all of that. And it's it's great that you mentioned the journaling because that's I'm a big advocate for journaling, and I've spoken to a few of the guys about it as well on the podcast and. A brilliant way to start i mean it's for you it, it sounded like it was almost a, a self-assessment it's like okay i'm writing down things i'm i'm, I'm going through the moment the, the thoughts and emotions you were going through as you said venting your anger and in a way it's almost channeled a lot of those thoughts out of your head and created perhaps more space in your mind to, to for new ideas for new ways of thinking and also it opens up your eyes in terms of where you are in your life at that point yeah. and that you're not very happy and that changes need to be made. And it's, uh, you know, the journaling is a very honest account of, of your, of your life. I feel, you know, if, if you approach it that way and you've got to approach Absolutely. the journaling in a way that it's, this is completely private. My thoughts, this is nobody else's business. Got to lock this thing away. Every, every time I finish writing it, <laughs> the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. My, my girlfriend was asking about one time. She's like, you should, yeah, these journals like lying around, like, do you want your, your kids to read them one day or your grandkids to read them one day when you're gone. I'm like, yeah, as long as I'm gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't let anybody read them now. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's, kinda... it's a good way to look at it. Yeah, um, yeah. I do, do think uh, that. It, the other cool thing about journaling, the other neat thing about journaling is that if you um, if you do a good job of really tracking your progress, there's there's times you look back at your life and you, you started some change and you don't feel like you're making any progress. But then you go back and read something from like 30, 60 days ago, and you realize how far you come because mm-hmm. you keep seeing these little gradual changes every day and you kind of forget where you started from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, there's there's days where I get frustrated at something and then I'll go back and 
and read a couple of pages from my journal over you know, the last few months. And um, it, it gives you that perspective and it, it inspires you a lot. You start thinking you're just spinning your wheels and not getting anywhere. And then by actually seeing where you were and remembering that state of mind that you were in back then, it encourages you to say, oh, this actually is working. I just, I kind of lost sight of where I was when I started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the importance of reflection, isn't it? Instead of always pushing forward and not uh, taking into, into account or appreciating how far you've already come. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, exactly. encourages you to continue moving forward. Yeah, because you know, definitely. So, you know, progress, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. And then in terms of right now, how do you see... There is this big thing of crisis of masculinity at the moment, but how do you see men uh, in the 21st century or in 2021 more specifically at the moment? Like what are the, the big issues or, or, you know, what is the future of men at the moment if, if they continue going down this path or, or how do you see it right now in your own perspective? Yeah, the crisis of masculinity, it's, um, it's interesting. It feels like, we never had this problem, but the, the more I look into it, um, I, I've been reading a couple books. I'm trying to blank on which one this, I read this in now. I believe it was Iron John by Robert Bly. And he was going through explaining how there was a crisis of masculinity and, and there were these men that were struggling um, to be strong and worthy men. And it sounded like he wrote this this year, last year. And, I scroll back and look through the book and it was like talking about how men have been declining from the seventies to the eighties and the nineties and, and how this has been like an ongoing thing for a long time, mm. but it's, it's definitely gotten worse in a lot of ways. Um, our life has gotten a lot more comfortable and easier. And whereas like a hundred years ago, men were strong and worthy because if they weren't, they were usually killed off by something they had to be strong just to survive daily life now i mean especially last year you couldn't find a job or didn't want to work you got so much unemployment that some of these people decided to quit working mm -hmm. and on paper it's like why would i go to work when i could make just about as much money and i can stay home and watch netflix and play xbox and at face value it sounds like a good idea but then you start realizing that you're not doing anything with your life. You're not going anywhere. You're not growing. And there may be people out there that really do enjoy sitting on the couch watching TV. But for me, you know, I've had like a minor surgery here and there where I was stuck on the couch, not be able to work out for a month or two. And it like almost drove me insane. Like I just felt worthless. Like I actually got, I don't want to use the word depressed because I, I think certain people have kind of, they've taken ownership over that word and I'm letting them have it. Um, but I, I did get down and I was really struggling and until um, I was able to start doing things that made me feel worthy, mm -hmm. I didn't feel any better. So th there's no necessity for people to be strong and worthy people. They, now they have to choose to be that. Mm -hmm. And some men are uh, and they're becoming, you know, they call themselves chads or alphas or whatever goofy name they want to go by. Uh, but but they're they're distinguishing themselves, and and there is a big distinction now, and you can see it. Uh, you know, it used to be that most guys were, I always thought there was like the top tier guys, and then there was you know the mid tier guys, and then you had guys that just didn't give a shit. They were just super lazy, and now it's just it, it feels like the numbers have shifted down to the bottom, and, and everyone's letting go and. You know, it's it's not just how it feels. It's true. Like we're we're getting more obese as a as a country. I'm not sure about there in Ireland, but I know yeah. in America, it's it's something like 72 percent of our country now is overweight or obese. And by 2030, it's going to be like 80. You know, so it's not getting better. And um, it's it's a tricky thing because I don't I don't really have a great answer for everybody. Um, and I'm not trying to save everybody because it's out of my control. You know, we, we've got way too much sugar in all the foods that most people don't even know is there. You can't eat 
like a turkey sandwich without finding the bread that's got sugar in it. It's it's everywhere. It's in things you don't think to look at. Um, so as far as like saving everybody, I, I'm just trying to offer the lifeboat. I'm like, listen, we're not going to make everyone strong and worthy. But if you want to, if you want to meet me halfway, I can show you what's worked for me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys are out there looking for that rope. They're trying to figure out like, hey, I've I put on a little bit extra weight. Uh, girlfriend left me and, and now I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Hit the gym. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, just go to the gym. It'll fix all your problems. At least it'll start you on the right path, right? And it does. It's, I, you know, every relationship I've ever gotten out of, there's always that moment where you're like, just kind of lost. And it's like, oh, man, I was, I had this routine. I used to, you know, I'd go out to dinner with my girl. We'd hang out here. Maybe we'd go to the bar. And, and now it's just, gone i don't know what to do is that this big void of time and a lot of people have this big void of time right now the gym is huge yeah the gym gives you you know a a consistent routine that you can do you start feeling better about yourself you start looking better and you meet some cool people you know Mm -hmm. i spent so much time like when i was in my early 20s going out to the bars and stuff and I would meet people that way. And then they would call me up like, hey, you want to go to the bar? Uh, that, that was most of my friends for a while. And I think a lot of young guys relate to that. Yeah. And then um, as I got older, I got better at learning how to meet people in, in better places. So like recently I started doing Taekwondo. And then I started hanging out with this couple from there. And now instead of getting a text at Friday night, like, hey, you want to grab a beer? It's, hey, do you want to work out tomorrow? It's 730 in the morning. <laughs> uh yeah okay <laughs> i'll be there yeah you know, so you got to surround yourself with the right people yeah but yeah. as far as this, this crisis masculinity i mean it's it's i don't i don't know if there's a solution to it as far as the average man but i i think if you want to become better there's less competition than ever before mm-hmm. yeah that's true it's i feel there's a there's a sense of acceptance creeping in here, isn't there as well? In terms of, hey, it's okay to, you know, it's okay yeah. to be comfortable. It's okay not to work out. Just you know, live life the way you want it, and you know, to, to a certain extent, you know, that's okay to certain ex- to a certain extent. Is but as you've experienced and as I've experienced as well, you know, when you are living at comfort and your life gets very uncomfortable because for men especially i feel like we do have this ingrained aggression testosterone this energy that needs to be released and as you mentioned the gym is a great place to release it taekwondo again another prime example but just to do something to channel that energy and if you're not channeling that energy outwards that energy is going to uh, you're going to internalize a lot of that aggression and i I feel that's where a lot of your issues anxieties or depressions can can stem from you internalize a lot of these things because uh you don't have the the outlets which i think has been a massive issue over the last year where you know the gyms weren't accessible you know your usual uh your your social group or your friends weren't accessible all these things were taken away from you and you're ultimately left on your own at home perhaps jobless as well and i feel as i said that's been a the, the uh the demise of many men over the last year especially but i feel as well it's a very powerful place to be because it's the first time in your life that you don't have these distractions it's the first time in your life that you perhaps have had on your own for a certain period of time and you can really start pay attention to what's going on in your mind and your body and understand okay you know what maybe all these distractions the nights out the nightclubs the pubs the weekend the restaurants my my friends Maybe all these things were distractions from some pain or some struggle that I've been dealing with for years. And now that that's those distractions aren't there, I can actually start paying attention to what's going on within me. And that's very uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not saying that with ease. That's that's not it's not going to be, and uh, it's not going to be a, a very delightful experience for a lot of people. But it's also a very necessary experience where you are you have the space to ask those questions or to allow those questions to come up and give you the necessary answers to move forward. But yeah. And then there's the other side where 
you don't want to pay attention to that so you'll you'll distract yourself with the video games netflix porn and there's it's no accident that all of these things the sales and all these things have soared over the last year i mean that's that that's clear to see and again forms of escapisms it's uh, those distractions or those escapisms that you had before the the restaurants maybe your friends the gym uh the pubs whatever else uh, a lot of that has been replaced with uh distractions that can be found in the home you know your video games and your porn and your even social media you know oh absolutely yeah it's it's interesting watching what happened last year um a, a lot of people said, oh, my gym's closed. I can't work out. And it's like, well, I, I think you're just taking the easy way out because you don't want to work out. You know, um, I, I used to go to the YMCA, it's just the, the local gym. Um, it's actually a pretty nice gym in my town. But the reason I started going there is because I could take the kids there and watch them. But they're older now. So, yeah, I could have said, like, oh, my gym closed. I can't work out. But that's that's completely not true. You know, I've, I've got an okay home gym and even without having a home gym, like there's all sorts of body weight exercises that people can do, you know, push-ups, squats, sit-ups, pull-ups, that kind of thing. And then, you know, there's always like running and, uh, lately I've gotten into rocking. So, you know, I, I throw like a 20 pound weight in a backpack and I just go for a walk and, uh, Man, that's that's a workout. I think it's gonna become a part of my routine. But it's uh, I, in about the same amount of miles as I do running, I can I can I'm just drenched in sweat. I'm, I feel like I'm getting a much better workout out of it, and I can convince myself to do it on days where I don't want to run. Like if it's way too hot to go for a run, I can throw this backpack on and go for a little quick hike. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of of things for people to do. But I, I think. I think one of the problems that happened last year was there was this big whole meme of it's just going to be two more weeks. We're just going to shut down for two more weeks. And a lot of guys are like, all right, I can skip the gym for two weeks. I can stay at home and play games for two weeks. It's fine. But then two weeks comes by and they're like, well, it's going to be two more weeks. And I'm like, well, it's, you know, what's another week or two. And it became this lifestyle creep. Mm -hmm. And anybody that owns a gym, um, the guy that owns Taekwondo school that I go to, he's told me the same thing. He goes, once somebody skips a second week, they're usually lost. You know, if, if I got a student that's not coming in for a week, I, I text him like, Hey, we haven't seen you in a while. You know, everything. Okay. You want to come back? You know, what's going on? Like, Oh, nothing. Just we're out of town. Like, oh, okay. But if they don't answer and if they don't show up that next week, they're usually not coming back. So if you skip that routine for a couple of weeks, it's really hard to get back going that, Mm-hmm. That momentum is all lost. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a big part of what happened to people last year is because they thought it was just going to be for a couple of weeks and it just kept going and kept going. Mm-hmm. They didn't skip the gym for a year by deciding they were going to skip it for a year. They skipped the gym for two weeks, but they did it 26 times. Yeah. That's very interesting, actually. Yeah. It's, it just demonstrates the fragility of, of our routine as well. You know, that. Yes. You spend months, perhaps years, building up this routine and having these good habits in your life, and two weeks time, that's it's it, it, it could be all changed. It's, all gone. it's gone. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and I was I was looking up some of my old um my old run times on my Strava app, and and uh, in in 2019 I was doing like really serious long distance runs, like consistently doing like 10 to 20 mile runs. And like, I haven't done any of those in the last like six months. I'm like, oh man, I kind of dropped the ball on my long distance running. I got to get back into it because like, I can easily convince myself like, oh, let's go run for a 5k. Oh, let's go uh, hit the gym. But like, hey, let's go for a 13 mile run. Like <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to convince yourself to go do that one. Yeah. It is. So I, I, that's, that's the other part of the journey that's really important. I'm, I'm starting to do a better job of like tracking what I'm doing. Um, actually like a spreadsheet where I've been like, check marking like all right here's this when's the last time i did this here it is and now i can't lie to myself i'm like all right it's, it's been two weeks since i went on a good long run i can see it right there i need to go out and do that yeah the data doesn't lie yeah that's that's actually really good to be able to track it and it's something that 
is of high importance. Like I, I coach men, so uh, they're, all the training programs are they are tracked. And as I said, the guys, you know, when they finish a program or when they're halfway through a program and they don't feel like they're making the progress that they, they, they thought, it's like okay, let's go back here a few weeks and see where you were at the beginning again. It's the importance of that reflection, as you mentioned earlier, and and to appreciate how far you've come. And you know, for example, three weeks ago, bench pressing. 60 kg for for eight reps and now you know three weeks later they're benching 75 kg for for the same amount of repetitions like well look it's working you're putting the work and you're you're showing up every single day yeah. and, and this is the reward you are making progress and again as i said we, we can get completely lost in not just not completely lost in terms of driving forward or wanting to push on or having certain expectations for ourselves, but also completely lost in terms of what someone else is doing. Oh, that guy, like, you know, that guy is, is benching 100 kg, man. I'd yeah. love to be able to bench 100 kg. I'll, I'll probably never lift that weight. And it's like, it's it's a, a loop of, of destruction and, just, uh, and complete uh, self-sabotage in terms of your own journey in life. And again, as I mentioned, distractions earlier, I think that's another major one in terms of, what someone else is doing uh, what's that guy up to or he's better than me or he's stronger than me or he's you know living a better life than me it's tough isn't it yeah i mean i i constantly struggle with it every time i join a gym there's always that one guy that sticks out i see him and i'm like man i'm never gonna look like that you know and, mm-hmm. and it, it's just such a toxic way to think it's it, it doesn't matter first off like i mean <laughs> you know you don't know what he's doing first off he might be on some crazy testosterone booster or mm-hmm. some uh yeah. some steroids or something mm-hmm. um but, but then again like you might be that guy to somebody else like you, you don't always think about it but you might be you know sitting at a restaurant hanging out with your girl and some guy's over in the corner looking over at you and he's like man i'm, I'm never gonna look like that guy i don't know how i'm gonna lose all this weight mm-hmm. and everyone's just kind of jealous of it I, I think the only kind of jealousy that's good is when you think back, like, oh man, back when I was in high school, I remember when I used to like look so good when I was swimming, I was confident when I was, you know, shirtless and uh, I could bench so much. I'm like, I need to get that back. I think that's healthy yeah. to some degree because like you can, you can kind of work to be what you are. So you want to always be improving. Um, you know, there's a, there's a line. It says it now. Um, there's, there's no nobility in, um, in beating someone else. True nobility lies in beating your past self, you know, and and that's what it's all about. You know, I always say that, um, if I can't kick my ass from a year ago, I did something wrong. Like I should be able to beat that guy Mm -hmm. running, racing, fighting, whatever. Like I should be bigger, stronger, you know, with with a, a couple exceptions, like you got a bad year, maybe you got hurt or whatever. But for the most part, you want to constantly be improving. Yeah, yeah. And uh, most guys do the opposite. You know, most people, it's funny, most most people don't really get fat, like, throughout the whole year. It's A lot of it's the holidays. They'll, they'll get to around Christmas time, and they'll put on about five pounds, and it's only five pounds, but they don't lose it, like, at all. And then they do it again and again, and it's like, mm-hmm. Well, you do the math, and if you do that when you're 20, by the time you're 30, you're 50 pounds overweight. It yeah. doesn't take much, and, and that's what happens to most people. You see these guys that just like slowly kind of just let themselves go, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm still young, so I'm still more in the. I used to be in the mindset of like I just want to look good, so I can you know look good naked. Now I'm more in the mindset of like I want to feel good, I want to like look good, um, I want to be like capable. I want to be able to run far. I want to be able to keep up with my kids. But as you start getting older, it quickly becomes there's a, this point of no return. And I don't know where it's at. But there's an age where if you're so much overweight, you might not be able to recover. You, you get to a point where you're so heavy, mm-hmm. it's hard to start working out. You're getting older, it's getting even harder to work out. And then you start having knee problems. And then you're in the doctor's office and you're having surgery. And then you're off your routine and you're stuck yeah. in bed healing up and then you put on more weight and it just becomes like the snowball effect where i mean you see it happen to older people and they just those guys don't recover and they usually don't make it to like their 80s and 90s mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of overweight old people mm-hmm. that's true that's actually yeah 
and uh, yeah i mean it's it's a matter of making the change uh, or, or change will be forced upon you as such you know such as the uh, yeah. I'm sure come across a scenario you know you've got to make a change in life or else life will change it for you in in a detrimental kind of way in terms of if you don't start attending to your health and your fitness your well-being your strength then life's gonna start punishing you for that you know start punishing you for not showing up for yourself and that's unfortunately what happens is as you said yeah the longer you leave it the more at risk you are to to these uh, illnesses diseases and deterioration of your of your strength and well-being which again is, is quite tragic and it's having that foresight to understand that that is the risk that may happen if you don't pursue a certain action right now if you don't make a certain change right now and and i think it's a matter yeah in terms of habits patterns but you know overall and i'm, I'm sure that this term has been has been thrown around an awful lot but the, the power of self-awareness you know un- understanding and being aware of where you are right now in your life and what exactly you're doing and how this how what you're doing right now is going to have consequences for the future whether good or bad and asking yourself whether what you're doing today is improving you tomorrow improving you in 10 years time 20 years time or is this actually is this actually a deterioration of your, of your life and health and well-being it's as i said it's, it's the foreseeing the, the consequences uh, in order to change the pattern change change some habits and and change your life ultimately or life will yeah change uh, beyond your control it's, it's hard making those changes right yeah big time but I, again i think it does start with self-awareness and, and and it's you know going back to the first point you made in, in your own journey it's i think the journaling is a, is a brilliant place to start because it's a conversation with yourself it's an honest account of your life and it is a way to encourage you to again i say i say time and time again to ask those necessary questions to give you the needed answers that's that's required to help you make changes and, and make an adjustment and and then the more you start paying attention to yourself, the more the self-awareness becomes natural because, you know, I, I'm very self-aware at the moment. I've, I've been in my ruts, several ruts in my life. And one of those ruts is where I was made redundant from a job and I wasn't working for the best part of a year, you know, s- some small jobs, but nothing substantial. That's where I started this business was made out of, was, was from nothing. Basically I had nothing and but over the course of a year, like I deteriorated big time in terms of um, getting stuck in that rut. A porn addiction, you know, stemmed from there. Uh, again, as I mentioned, this testosterone and energy that I had that I couldn't channel to something productive, I channeled to something destructive. So uh, a lot of these, as I said, I, I understand the consequences of living a comfortable life and not, not challenging yourself on a regular basis. And even last year, when all this happened, when the first lockdown came about in Ireland, it was March last year. And just over the course of maybe a month to six weeks, I just gradually began to to slip into the dark side as such. I was staying up late in the evening times, although I was working and quite productive most days. But just some of these bad habits started creeping in. I started to get a little bit, a little bit comfortable yeah. in the evening times. And like the kids didn't have to be up for, for school in the morning. So, I mean, there was no panic in the morning. There was no rush. There was a lack of routine with them so that translated into a lack of routine in my in my life and staying up until whatever 12 1 a.m 2 a.m maybe sometimes and then waking up at nine o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning when i'm usually up at like six maybe even five in the morning so just gradually began to slip over towards that dark side and i just remember waking up one morning and it was like nine o'clock in the morning everyone was up before me the wife the kids were up and i went downstairs and i was like nah this is uh i'm out of sync here i'm i'm my routine is all over the place and uh i'm not in a good place uh you know to be getting up i should be leading them and commanding commanding them and 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 almost making that time to show up for myself so i can show up for them later on because one of my highest values is my family and i want to be the best i can for them whereas as i said i wasn't invested in myself at that time and and that became uh, a deterioration of my own physical and, and mental health so like one small shift was all it took and it was a summertime so i decided to just start going into the into the cold cold sea every morning and it was that that just flipped the switch and from there i started then to rebuild my morning routine and i was back to journaling I was back to training working out running whatever i was doing and by the time i was home at eight o'clock in the morning half eight in the morning kids were up ready and i was able to take on the day and, and command the day and take yeah be in control as you say 
because I took control of my morning. So yeah. But as I mentioned, like that was over the course of a few weeks where I had like really good habits instilled, a really good routine, and it just took that. I don't know. I don't know what happened. It just I just started to gradually sit by, but at the same time, I was able to catch it because I had that self awareness to know that you no, know, this is I'm not in a good place here. I need to make an adjustment or make a change. And and yeah, I think it is a matter of just change one thing. And for you, as I said, it was the journaling. For someone else, it could be just get up in the morning and. Yeah. Go for a walk or, you know, I think it's, it's powerful that you can admit that you slipped up because, um, when I first started this whole path to manliness thing, the whole idea was that, um, I was imperfect and, and people come on to me they're like, what makes you think that you're so great? I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm kind of just, I'm explaining my journey to people, but eventually, you know, when you show your journey of how you're getting better, you reach a point where you're like, you're almost too far away from the average person. You know, at one point I was running um, a 50 kilometer ultra marathon and I was doing these 13 mile Spartan races and, and all sorts of really tough things. And I, I think you become unrelatable and people look at you. It's like, dude, I could never do that. I'm like, well, it, you could. It just takes a little longer than what you think. Um, so when they see somebody like somebody that's really gotten their life together, like you or I, when they see us slip up and I slipped up last year, too, um, I started putting some weight on. And I got out of my routine and I had friends that were, you know, they were at home instead of working more. So they're like, Hey, let's play some call of duty online. And like, these are good college buddies. I'm like, ah, sure. I'll play a little bit. It'd be good to talk to these guys. But then it throws off my routines. I'm staying up till one in the morning playing this stupid game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but like, just like you, you know, I, I kind of did that for a little while. And, and then I, I was like, well, I'm, I'm getting out of, out of order here. I got to get back on my routine. Uh, and they see you slip up and they can see how you can come back to it. And it's like, oh, he's actually infallible. He's just a normal guy. He's not whatever. And, and then it's more relatable again. So, you know, there were so many challenges of last year. And, and in a lot of ways, um, I don't know, maybe I didn't think so at the time. But I look, I look back on it now and I'm almost like happy that I went through a lot of those problems because um, it, it helped me just like when I was going through my divorce, it helped me be more introspective. And I'm like, all right, you know, why am I upset about this? I can't go to the gym today. All right. What else can I do? You know, who are the people in my life that are going to help me, you know, better myself and, and how do I spend more time helping them better themselves, you know? And, um, you know, it was, it was such a challenging year because like a lot of people develop these routines that were super hard and challenging to build. And, including, you know, myself, um, you know, one of my big things was that I was not working out just to go to the gym. I was training. I have a Spartan race coming up. I'm running a six mile Spartan race in two months and I got to work my ass off for it. So, um, I was actually training for a 13 mile Spartan beast. I was running a half marathon every single weekend. I did that for about two months. And then, Spartan race shut down and they canceled the race. And I was just like devastated. And I, I remember I like, was sitting there thinking, I was like drinking a beer and I'm like, man, I just spent the last two months like running half marathons for nothing, which is such a stupid way to look at it. But like in my mind, it's like I was running for this race and they canceled yeah. it and it threw me off. I stopped doing it. I'm like, why, why should I keep running these? And there was like about a month or two where I just, I, I couldn't quite bring myself to run a lot. And um, the, eventually I kind of started getting my mind right a little bit where I was like, all right, listen, I'm not just training for these races. I'm training to better myself. I'm training to be in shape and to be stronger and faster and better and, and to stay healthy. You know, I kind of lost sight of the full long-term goals getting caught up in some of the more short-term but more exciting moments mm -hmm. and you know that was i think that was the most frustrating thing about last year was like and it wasn't just me i saw a lot of people develop great routines and just that little switch and all of a sudden all that progress got derailed for a lot of people mm. and now they got to figure out how to get back on track yeah that's really interesting i mean your reason for training was taken away, isn't it? The sole purpose yeah. of your training off those runs was taken away and yeah. you're left with yeah, so the questions. You know, 
rethink my purpose. And it takes time. You can't. It's not something you can just do overnight. Hmm. For sure. And then what? What was that purpose? Or what did it entail to get you back on track? What's my new purpose now to get back on track? Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, it's all about being healthy, and um, even little things like I, I really do enjoy like seeing what I'm capable of. So, I, a lot of times, people come up to me when they see me running, or like my friends from high school. I'm like, dude, I don't know how you run like that. I'm not a runner. I'm like, yeah, I'm not a runner either. I've been saying that for years, but it's funny, you know, you you go out and you run a half mile one day, and then you go out a few days later and you run a mile, and then somehow it builds and like I, I literally did that like i i think a lot of people shouldn't even start with running and i didn't um i was a little not a lot but i was a little heavier back then and i just i wasn't ready for it i'm like you know i'm just gonna bike i'm gonna go for a little bike ride and i biked a few miles and i'm like that was fun and i biked a few more and it got to the point where i was going on like 20 to 30 mile bike rides and it was like taking up half my saturday and i'm like all right this is super inefficient i can't do this every weekend maybe i should just start running and i replaced my like four hour bike rides with a 30 minute run like yeah, this is probably almost better workout anyway um but yeah you can you can build up to it yeah. you just got to challenge yourself and and, and most people it's just it's so hard taking that first step and i think the problem is a lot of times guys are like i'm gonna go run a mile like, maybe you should just run to the mailbox and back you might actually go do that you know some guys are like ah, i don't want to run a mile it's too long like, all right it's too long go run 100 yards mm-hmm. then double it tomorrow go run 200 yards you'll get up there you know, yeah it sounds like it'll take forever to do it that way but i mean it's 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 way faster than saying i'm gonna run a 5k eventually and, and never starting. Yeah. I think it's for a lot of men, pride and ego gets in the way as well in terms of maybe they know they can't run that far, uh, but to actually go and do it, it's, it is exposing their, their flaws, their weaknesses, which, you know, again, they don't want to acknowledge that they, they'd rather just hide that away. But as I mentioned before, you know, hiding away from that, hiding away from your weakness and vulnerabilities, they will eventually come up in a much uglier way. So yeah. it's better you take action them yourself before, you know, life life takes control of it for you. Uh, and again, it, it won't be it won't be good. And uh, yeah, and then in terms of you know going back to some of your darker days or some of your some of the days where you struggle the most, if you were to give some of the guys listening today. And a lot of these guys would be, you know, stuck in a rut or perhaps going through certain challenges that they just don't know how to navigate. What three or five nuggets could you give them to just initiate progress or initiate forward momentum from this rut they're stuck in? Going from your own experience. Yeah. Yeah. So so people get a lot of um, anxiety and, and, and frustrations over these kind of moments. And a lot of that stems from a lack of action. It's you get into a point where you, you, you think you need to do things, but you, you don't know what to do and, and you're kind of lost and um, you get to the end of the day and you're just frustrated. And, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of days, I still do occasionally where I'll lay in bed and I'll be upset and there's all this stuff in my head. I'm like, I just should have done this today. Can't believe I didn't get that done. I meant to go do this. And it used to drive me nuts, but then I would sleep and kind of forget about it. And then I'll, forget to do all those things again the next day. So what I try to do now is instead of dwelling on all the stuff that I didn't get done and the stuff that I'm struggling with, I just write it down. I'm like, all right, well, I was going to go, you know, trim the tree, but I forgot. And then I needed to go get an oil change and I really need to go um, find a gym, but I keep putting that off. So I just write it down like, all right, well, there's my to-do list for tomorrow. You know, tomorrow I'm going to do these three things or whatever it is. And, you know, even if it's a day late, whatever, writing it down first off gets it off your mind. It'll help you sleep a little better. And now when you wake up in the morning, instead of that foggy, like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't even want to get out of bed. Most people don't want to get out of bed because it's just, oh, I have to go to work. It shouldn't be, I have to go to work. It should be, I'm going to wake up tomorrow because I have to get a run in at this time or I want to take my dog for a walk. You know, I like to start my day off with something I like. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I've been wanting to watch this podcast. I was going to, you know, ride the stationary bike for an hour and watch that podcast. So I'll wake up early and do that. Because if I wake up late, I rob myself of that. You know, when you have a purpose to get out of bed, you're more likely to get out of bed. And it's huge. And then the other thing is um, stacking little wins. Uh, it's, I had a day the other day, it was like, it's one of those days just perfect, you know? And, uh, I actually I was like telling my girlfriend about it. I'm like, I don't know how to replicate what I did today. I go, I feel really good about it. And I'm writing down like everything I can remember. And um, the big things for me with that day was like, I went to bed at a good hour the night before. I didn't drink any alcohol. I woke up and the first thing I did is I just drank some water. I went to the gym. I felt good about that. And I felt good. So, you know, I started writing some stuff down. And, you know, I wrote out my, my email for next week and I was getting some tweets scheduled and like just each little win was giving me that little boost of confidence and I was feeling good. And like by itself, like there wasn't like a single thing I think I did that day that was necessarily like hard or challenging or like really important, but all the little things, they just, they all added up Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it helps when a lot of them are simple. It's like, all right, wake up and drink some water. Anyone can do that. Like, all right. Well, I drink some water. Now I feel better. All right. Go to the gym. It's not even like do a workout. Just, just go there. And once you're there, it's like, all right, that's done. Now I'll work out. You know, getting these little, little wins is huge. Mm-hmm. And um, the other big thing I would tell these people is uh, I, I look really closely at the people you spend time with, you, your friends, your acquaintances, whatever. The people you spend the most time with are going to have a huge impact on your life. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard, but sometimes you got to kind of push people away a little bit and, and find new people. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a really good place in my life right now because I've got really good people around me. I've got guys that are on the same page as me. A lot of the people that I spend a lot of time with, they run Spartan races. They work out. They eat well. You know, and, and it rubs off on you. Like, even little things like going out to a restaurant with these guys where I might have ordered like a, you know, a beer and a cheeseburger. I see them order some like super healthy, like flatbread thing. I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty good. I'm going to get that too. Yeah. But your friends are going to like, they're going to influence you. So, you know, that's yeah. make the other sure. thing is make whenever sure you're in these, dark, these yeah. dark stages. Um, yeah. Whenever you're in these dark places, I, I think it's important to remember that like you're not going to be there forever. It's something you're going through. Yeah, I've I've got a friend at the moment who's going through a bit of a tough time, and uh, he's asking me for some advice and just having a just having a hard hard conversation and a very honest conversation about where he's at. And as I mentioned, he's he's at a very difficult place. And I told him today, you are exactly where you need to be right now. This is exactly where you need to yeah. be. And that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. You're here for a reason, and and the other big thing that I that I uh, that I mentioned to him was to to just uh, acknowledge his patterns because I think we all fall into certain patterns in our lives, and understanding that a lot of those patterns have developed and evolved since childhood, since you know being conditioned to think a certain way or act a certain way, and and then we these patterns, as I said, uh, follow us through life, and the patterns are made up of. A lot of thoughts and emotions and experience from the past that create thoughts and experiences and emotions in the in the, in the present and in the future. But again, are they are they adding value to our lives or are they actually restricting us from from living a, a life of fulfillment? And no, maybe maybe not always, but certainly in my case and in the case of a lot of guys I work with, you know, it, it certainly devalues their their journey here in life. And it's a, it's a matter of, as I said, assessing that pattern and disrupting it by creating some some minor changes in your life or some new habits in your life to then carve out a new path and and walk towards the the path to manliness <laughs> yeah i like that yeah i think um i think a lot of these problems it's like we, we talked about like video games and porn and, and, and that kind of stuff i i think they're really common things that men struggle with and when i think of the times where I've spent, you know, the most time indulging in these kind of like decadent behaviors. And I know video games isn't the worst thing in the world, but it can become an addiction. And I think a lot of guys 
will spend 10 to 20 hours a week playing games or more. And that's what it comes from. But in, in my life, what I've noticed when I spend the most time wasted on these kind of activities, it's when I'm bored. You know, I'll have a three-day weekend coming up and I'm like, oh, I got all the time in the world. But then Monday rolls around. It's like, God, all I did was play video games and, you know, I watched some movie. It's like, that's kind of depressing. Whereas, and it sounds so weird to say, because I, I never used to, I always wanted my life to be like really relaxing and laid back. And now I'm like, all right, um, I'm going to go to Taekwondo on this day and this day. And then I'm going to go run here. I'm going to gym in the mornings. And then this week I'm going to drive down to Georgia and run a race here. And then in two weeks, I want to do this. And I'm almost like overscheduling myself. But I don't have a moment where I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I guess I'll just play six hours of video games. And now it's more like, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Like maybe at the end of the day, I'll play like 30 minutes here. And, and it's it's because I've got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I know people like to give Facebook a hard time. Like it's become this popular thing to hate Facebook. And I used to. And I actually deleted it for a while. But I've, I've changed my tune on Facebook. It's a tool like anything else. And like you can use it to argue with your relatives about politics if you want to or you can use it for cool things i've got mine set up now where like i've liked enough things and i've put interested in certain events that i find the coolest stuff in my area now that i would never have heard of so you know i i recently got into rocking you know where i'm carrying this backpack with uh, the weight in it and um one of my friends on facebook sent me a message she goes hey you should check out this event and like next month there's like a rucking um race or walk or hike or whatever and i'm like oh that's awesome never heard of it i don't even know where this place is but now i got this cool new hiking trail to go check out and it's like a, an actual like i guess it's a race i don't i don't know because i'm not gonna be able to run with, with the backpack just, you'll make it a race um We'll make it a race. See, I have found out that I can even just like power walking, I can kind of improve my time with it. But then um, I, I, same thing, you know, I, I'm interested in this race. It's like, well, you may be interested in this race here. And like, I've found all sorts of cool things to do through Facebook. Like the Facebook events is actually like a, a kind of a powerful tool if you use it right. Mm-hmm. It's all about how you use it. It's, and I, I think it's the same with uh, any of those things that you mentioned, even video okay. games how you use it and how much of it you yeah. use. And and, yeah. and uh, yeah. I know that our conversation maybe feels like, oh, you should have no comfort in your life whatsoever. But I think, you know, it's a matter of striking a balance here. It's when it yeah. gets too comfortable. Moderation in all things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think as well, as you mentioned there, your 3D weekend where you'd have just played video games for three days and watched a movie and and that this was the, the kind of comfortable life that you wanted. But you understand the implications of that you've you've been you've been there you've actually lived the the comfortable life and understand that it doesn't add any value it doesn't benefit you whatsoever so uh, you know that's that's also fuel for for the challenge fuel to seek out the challenge and fuel for for growth and progress in itself and and i feel yeah maybe sometimes you just need to to experience all these things and find it out for yourself and uh yeah, absolutely. And 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 spend some time in darkness, spend some time in the struggle, spend some time in comfort and uh and learn the lessons from that and and find your own way, you know, from that point. But uh yeah, is there anything you want to c- close up on? This has been a brilliant conversation. And any last thoughts that you would give uh, give the men of the world today? Yeah, I, to, to, yeah, to any, to any guys out there that feel like they're in a rut um i I would say challenge yourself to something new um you know this this is something i've done time and time again and i'm still doing it you know i I ended up not doing this but i one year i decided i was going to run this this bike race it's 400 miles over the course of a week and uh me and my buddy we just we just end up not being able to make it work but, you know, I didn't mind because I spent like a whole summer biking, going on awesome trail rides and having a good time and getting in shape. Then the next year, I decided I was going to start running. Then I started doing the obstacle course races. Now I've been doing this rocking. I think you always want to challenge yourself and you want to do new things and keep it fresh. Like, don't be that guy that just gets stuck in the rut doing the same thing day in and day out. Like, you yeah. know, challenge yourself. Find something new. Something. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's really fun. Yeah. 
that's yeah that's an important point i think yeah routine is great but routine can in itself cause you to to get stuck in a rut as well you need to sometimes again disrupt yeah. the pattern disrupt the routine and, and create changes if you, if you feel like it's not adding any value to your life anymore so yeah that's been great right absolute pleasure to speak to you and if yeah, you too, man. Thanks, anyone man. wants to uh to reach out to you send you a message get in touch where's the best place to get you i'm path to mailing this pretty much everywhere um uh i'm most prominent on uh twitter and instagram and i, I try to respond to messages it's good it's getting unmanageable at times yeah but i i respond as, to as many as i can and eventually I usually do get to you um especially if you send me one a week later if i forget yeah um and, th and then my website path there's a lot of good information on there excellent man yeah um i can see why it could take you a while to get back to people on it on your twitter it's 60 61 000 followers so Go check them out, people. You know exactly <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there's uh, there's sixty over sixty thousand followers there for a reason because your content, as I said, is very relatable and very timely for the world we live in today. So go check them out, everyone. And uh, yeah, I'll speak to you again very soon, my man. Thank you. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks, Kevin. We appreciate. It. Strong.